It's Samantha. And Maria. And we're the Clarity Co. Here to help the driven build their dreams. This podcast will help you gain clarity in your business, show up authentically, and scale with confidence. Our community exists to support you holistically because you're more than just a brand. You're a whole person here to make an impact on the world. Let's do this. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of the Clarity Co. podcast. I am Maria. And I'm Sam. And we are going to be talking today a little bit or a lot about confidence. (laughs) Now, if you are a Clarity Co. member, you were, um, I don't know, delighted perhaps to (laughs) attend um, my talk about confidence. And um, I will touch on a couple things I talked about there. Uh, But I want to talk today with Sam, not only about business confidence, but also maybe a little bit about personal confidence, because I feel like they go hand in hand. What do you think? I think they do. Well, especially because most of us are personal brands, right? Like at least 90% of us here are the face of our brands. And so I was just telling Maria, I was like, well, what are we going to talk about? And then we started talking. She's like, well, let's hit record. (laughs) We're going to put this on the podcast ASAP. Because I was like, do I have a story about confidence? But my story with confidence really is just that like, it's hard for me. And I was like, what's your human design, Maria? Hers is generator. Mine is um, projector. I always want to say procrastinator. Isn't that funny? (laughs) And if oh, you guys don't know your, yes. oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say if you guys okay. don't know what human design is. So human design is super fun and it's super easy because a lot of times like the Enneagrams and all those other ones, you have to like take like a bajillion questions and, but this one, you just like put your name, your birth date, the time and like the location. Yeah. Cool. So it's, it has something to do with astrology. It's not like fully based in astrology, but like. I don't know, something about the way the stars lined up when you were born. And it's so weird. It, mine at least lined up perfectly with my Enneagram. So that's how I, that's why I was so freaked out. Cause I didn't like, I didn't answer any questions. So I was like, how does this know me? This is weird. And, um, if for some reason, like your birth time is wrong, that can like skew it a little bit. Like if you don't know your actual birth time or whatever was recorded on your, um, on your birth certificate isn't necessarily accurate um, because like Chaz's is, is the same as mine. I was like, there's no way <laughs> I'm like somebody messed up your birth time, bro, because this is not, there's no way. What is, um, okay. So tell me what a projector is because I don't know. So I'm still very new to this, but a projector is um, a lot of times the teacher, the nurturer. Oh, okay. The one who like, so, um, those two things mostly, which really line up with, with Enneagram too. Um, but something about this personality style is that you, you need to be invited to things like, or you want to be invited. And so not that that totally correlates with confidence, but it kind of does like, Mm -hmm. so for example, my business coach, Grace, she one day was like, Sam, why haven't you spoken on the fill up your cup stage yet? Which is like her little group that she's got that, um, she invites guest speakers to. And I was like, I I don't know. Like, do you want me to? And she's like, obviously that's why I'm asking you. I'm like waiting for you to pitch me. And I was like, oh, I don't pitch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I need a personal invite or I'm not coming. (laughs) Well, you know, I, I feel similarly in that I don't pitch myself. Like if you want, but I, I have it probably a little bit 
different in my head. I'm like, if you want me, you'll ask me because I know I'm good. Right. Well, <laughs> so it's kind of like that. It's not, it's not like, it's not, not that, you know? So it's just, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting thing. Um, but the other thing is, is that, um, projectors tend to overexert themselves and like they have this like hustle mentality where they feel guilty for resting and all this stuff. And so that is definitely aligned. So like, if you read the, like, Oh, Aaron Claire Jones, if you, if you guys don't follow her, follow her, she's brilliant. Um, but Aaron Claire Jones always does these, like a note for projectors, a note for generators, a note for manifesting generators. And I will share them a lot of times. Um, but I always read them cause I was like, Oh, is this spot on for me today? And you know, it always is, but, um, <laughs> she, it literally always says like, Oh, prioritize rest and this mm. or that. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, how funny. So, um, if you don't have your human design yet, you need to get it and you need to come back and tell us what it is. And if you know your Enneagram number, I want to know too, like if it matches up. So, um, can we put the link to it? I can send you the link, Maria, but I'll put it in the show show notes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then maybe we'll share it on Instagram too. When we talk about this episode, but, um, I think that everyone should know their human design. I think it's really cool. And I love that you can't rig it because a lot of times, especially entrepreneurs will take tests in a way where they, they, there's some kind of favorable outcome. Right. Mm -hmm. I remember applying for a job at Sears when I was like 15 and a half or whatever, whenever I could get my first job. And I remember specifically taking the test and answering the questions in a way that would get me an interview. Like, yeah, I knew what they wanted to hear. I wasn't answering it truthfully. And that is actually such a trait of a two. (laughs) You show up in a way that everyone else needs, not what you need. Um, But a a three will do it too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and a lot of entrepreneurs um, do mistype as three, not that you're not a three Maria, I think you are, but um, (laughs) a lot of entrepreneurs will mistype as three when they're really like a seven or an eight. And because, because three is like the natural entrepreneur, that's the one we kind of all want to be. There are some like negatives to it, but for the most part, we see it as a positive. It's like, oh, that's the one that loves to hustle. That's the one that'll get it done. Like, um, so I think a lot of entrepreneurs have mistyped as three by taking the test in a certain way. And so that's what, that's what I love about the human design is that you can't rig it at all. I 100% agree because I also, I mean, this is going like your Sears story reminds me of when I was in like junior high or something like that. And we had to fill out these things about like what we were good at and what we would become when we got older. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want to be an actress. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, I hate all these engineering questions. (laughs) So I knew what I was doing. (laughs) Exactly. I remember doing one of those too. And, um, the funny thing is it always came out for me to, that I wanted to be a teacher. And so I did teaching as second grade, which I'm like, that literally sounds like my own personal hell, like teaching second grade. But, but that was my, um, my senior project. I literally remember I was in an autoimmune flare while I was there. I was so exhausted. And I just like sat there and watched and I didn't do anything. And it was the most like miserable three hours of my life doing that. And I was like, I for sure never want to be a teacher, but I am a teacher. (laughs) I just don't teach second graders. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. So anyway, 
get your human design. Stop right now. Pause this right now. Go to the show notes and just real quick, fill out your human design and send us a DM and tell us what yours is. Yeah. It's um, really fun. It's so fun. If I feel like everybody wants to know more about themselves, right? Yeah. We're all like inner narcissists. So yeah. It's just fun to know. I don't know. I like it. It's good to know things about yourself too. Um, But the whole point of learning about yourself is not so that you can make excuses about why you do things that are toxic. It's to grow. (laughs) (laughs) To know when you're in that, or it's to know what your weaknesses are so you can Mm -hmm. work on them. Um, And then also, I mean, I really love uh, knowing what, Brian, like my husband, his, um, I don't want to say like triggers are, but kind of he's yeah. Like things that, because for example, I never realize this because I am just, this is not me, but he hates, like it gives him massive anxiety to be somewhere where he doesn't know where he's going. Oh my God. I hate that too. So my best friend that is the exact same way she is. Whereas for me, this is in my brain. I'm just like, well, we'll, just, we'll find our way. We'll just turn around yeah. and get there. Like it's not a big, like I, I could, you could drop me, literally you can drop me anywhere. And I'll be like, I will figure out how to get where I'm going. It's not that big of a deal. Like I'll figure it out. For my husband and for Missy, it is like a, um, what is that? Like a trauma response? It totally is because like, <sighs> When I was a kid, I was like deathly afraid of being lost. Mm. And so like, even now as an adult, like I've got to have it on my Google maps. I need to know ahead of time where, not only where I'm going and how to get there and like how to find the door, but also where to park. Like oh, park my husband too. Drives me out. Mm-hmm. When I moved to San Diego, we, we live in a very small town. Like literally <laughs> there's parking for days. And then we moved to San Diego and it's like, wait, people actually like wait for spots here. Like there's no spots. Right. I have no to wait way. for a spot. And it's like, it stresses me out. Like if I have to be somewhere and I don't know where I'm parking. So in San Diego, you can get anywhere in 10 minutes, but like, I always give myself 30. Yeah. Because it's like, well, what about parking? You don't know. You never know. I feel like I understand that but it doesn't stress me out in a flight or fight situation like mm-hmm. it doesn't you know I mean not gonna affect your decision to go right yeah. whereas like my husband if we're we would just be driving downtown and he I mean we like get into a fight because <laughs> he was so like snippy with me and I could not figure out I was like just go around the block like just oh there was the parking garage oh, okay turn around and like go around. I like it made him. So my whole point of this, <laughs> like knowing that it isn't just them being annoying or like yes. ridiculous. It's actually something about them that mm-hmm. I don't want to say that they can't change or you can't change, but just, just having more compassion for that part of their personality. Right. You know? Where it's like, okay, I have to remember, like when we moved here, because we recently moved to Iowa, um, somebody was like, well, are you guys just going to buy a house before you move? And I was like, are you insane? If we bought a house without my husband, even like being in the state, he, that would like cause him, he'd probably have a coronary. He, he would have a, a cardiac event <laughs> because he, he would not know where he is. I mean, the minute we landed, he wanted to drive around and get his bearings and just know where he was. Oh, that's so me. When we moved to San Diego, 
I didn't drive for three months because it was going to be too much for me to deal with California drivers and trying to get the lay of the land. So I got the lay of the land first and then I started driving. Like that was, I needed to know where I was going at all times. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I think it's more of like an anxiety thing than a personality thing, probably. Um, Personality, because like, if you study the Enneagram, you know that a lot of the adult personality that you have is based on childhood trauma. Right. Mm -hmm. And and it like, honestly, like you stubbing your toe could be considered a trauma that set off this whole chain of events. Right. It doesn't have to be that like you were beat. Like, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. Like any, any little thing that happened to you could have set off this, you know, outcome for the rest of your life. And so, um, I, I just, I got lost in the grocery store one time when I was like three And I remember it vividly. And I also one time ate a piece of ice in that same grocery store that was actually glass. And I think that actually has to do with my aversion to seafood. Um, Because it was in the, do you remember how in the grocery stores, seafood used to be out Mm -hmm. on this like ice, this bed of ice? Yes. Okay. So I reached in, I was like three or four love ice still. So it didn't mess up my ice situation, but it was a seafood like thing. And so, um, I reached in and I grabbed a piece of ice and I went to chew on it and it was glass. It was not ice. And there was a lot of blood. And so, yeah, the grocery store has some trauma for me, but (laughs) I'm just learning so much about myself right now. I know. So when it comes to personality styles, there are some personality styles that are more prone, just naturally confident, right? And there are some that are more like, I guess you would call it reserved, but what's the opposite of confident? Like meek? I don't know. I just think, I, I think it's, so I think people get confused with like, um, this is another type of personality, but like extroverts and introverts. Right. I would say that my husband is introverted, but he is very confident. He's yeah. confident in himself. He's confident in what he does, he's but he's, he is just not going, he is not going to be the person that gets up in front of everyone and does something like that is just like not his right. person. Um, I don't think that means he's not confident. I just think people get it confused because, you know, I think you can get up in front of people and do things and not be confident. Like you can be completely. That's me. And you're doing. (laughs) I can get up on a stage and talk and talk and talk as long as it's not like. It just depends on, I guess, like where the. um, What we're trying to point it toward, right? Like if it's pointing it toward like me as a person and like all of that, then I don't, I don't really want to do it. And I'm not super confident about it, but if it's me pointing it toward like the greater good or a bigger, you know, a bigger purpose, then that's easy for me. So, but I can, I can get up on a stage and talk all day and then I will be like, it's hilarious. Cause like my body responds totally different than my brain. Like if you guys have ever seen me on stage, which most of you probably have, you know that my body is literally pouring sweat the entire time. (laughs) And so like my body hates it. And it's just like so stressful for my body. But my like brain or my personality is just like, oh, like, like it's like has no idea what's even going on. It's just having the time of its life. I think this, I, I, for me, um, this 100% correlates to like, uh, it's 
when I was growing up, I, I would sing and I was the uh, lead in our school musical. I had no problems getting up on stage. If you want me to get up on stage and sing karaoke or do any of that kind of stuff, bam, I'm your girl. Like I will sing my heart out and have no, no. I love this. Okay, Maria, we're going to have to do karaoke. Cause oh, like I have songs. I have my songs. That was my thing too. I'm going to tell you in just a second. However, ask me to get up on stage and sing at church, a solo at church. Oh, no way. It terrified me because I no longer had, like when I was on stage, I was like, I'm kind of like Beyonce and that <laughs> has an alter ego. <laughs> but when I was on stage in the musical, it wasn't Maria singing. It was the narrator for Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. When I'm doing karaoke, it's not Maria singing. It's, it's, it's like fun, silly. But when I'm in church, it's fierce. <laughs> yeah, it's not fierce. When I'm at church, it's Maria singing right. solo. And so like, all your mom's friends that are judging you. Yeah. <laughs> I can't like be somebody else. I mean, I probably could like channel it now that I'm older and I understand what's happening. But I 100% and this also goes into like business in that when I was selling, like when I owned OC Mom Collective and had to do sales, it was like OC Mom Collective and Maria were very tied together. If you said no to OC Mom Collective, you're basically saying no to Maria. And it was very personal because I worked so hard to build that. It's like my biggest fear. I hate that. Now I do sales for um, this other company and like I could care less if they say yes or no. Right. It's not me. I don't care. It was, I've always been in sales, always my entire career. It was so much easier for me to represent a company that wasn't tied to me yeah. than it was my own company. And I think so many of us can resonate with this because we are personal brands. So many of us are like, well, yeah, if, if they say no, they're rejecting me. They're rejecting yeah. Sam and, and they hate me, right? And it's like, okay, no. <laughs> And nobody wants to be hated and no one wants to be rejected. I don't care what your personality type is. Me as a three who is generally not caring about anybody. I don't want people to not like me or say no. And me who only literally lives and dies by whether (laughs) people like me or not. (laughs) I've, I've gotten a lot healthier with that, but like, you know, Sam of two years ago, literally thought that when people were leaving the membership, they were abandoning me. Like you've probably heard me use those words before. Mm -hmm. I probably actually just said that to you about 20 minutes ago. (laughs) It feels, and it's very difficult to separate the two. I think for, for sure for women in general. Mm -hmm. And then two, when it is your, I mean, that's why. um, Yeah. And and two, when it is your personal brand, your baby, Um, you know, what were you going to say? Membership was my baby. Yeah, it was your baby. I mean, same with OCM Collective. That is literally yeah, my baby. your baby. I birthed it. You, you freaking gestate it. You birth it. <laughs> and then you have to like raise it, right? And then you're like constantly defending the value of it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, can, it can be so draining. And I think, you know, women for sure. And then like if you're putting yourself out on the line – it hurts if you feel like you're rejected. So there's some sort of cognitive cognitive dissonance that has to happen yeah. in order to make sure you don't um, a give up or b like lose your confidence. So what do you think? Like 
no matter who we are personality-wise and where we come from and what we've experienced in our past, how do you think we can take some steps in 2022 to, to step into confidence and like really embody the fact that we are worthy of this, we deserve this, whatever this is, like whatever you're going for, um, but really stepping into that confidence. And the thing is, is like, perception is everything, right? And it's also nothing, but the way that people see us is the way that, you know, they're going to respond, right? And so if they see us showing up unconfidently, that's not going to be nearly as attractive and it's not going to give off as great of an experience. But if we are super confident about whatever we're offering and we know, which we, we know it's the best thing out there, right? Or else we wouldn't be offering it. Like you really shouldn't be offering anything that you don't feel is like the best freaking way that people could spend their money and their time, right? If you don't believe that with all your heart, then you need to start there first. (laughs) Right. But if you know that, how can you step into the confidence of not just getting on stage and speaking, but portraying your offers and your products and you as a business owner in, in that confident light? I think there's a few ways. Uh, I definitely believe in remembering what you have done and what you have accomplished. Mm. For example, I, you know, we had OC Mom Collective had um, a summer camp guide or a birthday party guide. Okay. A list of all the different birthday parties in the Orange County area. It was number one on a Google search. Number one. So, I paid just organic number just one, organic. not a paid, not a paid ad. It was not organic. So I knew it had value because mm-hmm. if you search birthday party, orange County, it was going to come up first. Right now, whether someone saw the value and decided to purchase a listing or not, mm-hmm. didn't diminish the value it had. And I think right. that just whatever you're offering, whether you're selling, you know, like your membership or you are selling a product or a service or whatever it is, when you get that twinge of like, oh, I'm doing like people don't like me or it's not good enough or someone's not going to buy it or they're going to think it's stupid. You have to go back to like the roots and remind yourself that you are valuable and what you are selling is of value. It's really difficult, especially when you're constantly being rejected. But that is my number one thing is like, like, for example, like with Sam, she used to teach um, the social media strategy and Mm -hmm. it was incredibly valuable to me. And so I think if you find something super incredibly valuable, like tell the other person that found it valuable um, because you may think, just like we said, perception is everything. You may think that she knows it mm-hmm. and she may know it, but she also, all oh, those reminders are so wonderful. Can we help. make this a thing? Can we like legit make this a practice? This is something I've been trying to like implement in my life for a long time. And I'm not always consistent about it, but um, Jenna Kutcher said years ago that I don't know if it was like every Wednesday or whatever. She sits in her car before she goes in the gym. It's like um, kind of a habit stacking thing, right? Where Mm -hmm. you attach one habit to something else 
so you attach something you want to do to something you already are good at doing, yeah. um, which we should actually put Atomic Habits in our book club. We need to do that. Yeah, That should be our first book. Um, everyone's reading it. So I, like I have it on my audible, but I really need to, um, I really need to read it. So, um, it's just the the thing is like, I'm always with Chaz now and like, (laughs) dang husband, I used to have all this alone time. No. Um, when I'm in the cars, when I listen to books and now he drives me, have you seen that TikTok? That's like, um, I have a husband. So now I never have to drive again. No, I haven't seen I need anything. to do that one. It's super funny. Anyway, long story. Um, Jenna Kutcher, used, or I'm sure she still talks about this, but this is where I heard it. So she said that, you know, every Wednesday before she goes into the gym, she texts five people mm-hmm. and encourages them. And I loved it. It was just like such a, like, you know, something that matched super well with my personality type. And of course, like, I would love to receive a message like that, but just like randomly five people that you're thinking of right there, texting them and encouraging them. But to that point, that's like a very intentional practice, but like, we need to make it a thing where when we see something, we say something. Yes. And that goes with everything, right? It goes with bad stuff. It goes with good stuff. But what I'm specifically talking about right now is good stuff. Like when you see someone's hair, like I just told Maria, I was like, oh girl, your hair is popping today. And you know, like freaking tell people like, cause they don't, they may be having the worst day and you may notice something that they didn't notice or that they don't believe about themselves. And that could change everything. Mm-hmm. Just- and the thing with that is, uh, whether you realize it or not, it actually helps you more than it helps them. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you because people we love giving gifts. Like giving gifts fills us up way more than getting a gift, right? Maybe if you are feeling super depressed or sad, do something for somebody else. Mm, love that. It'll make you actually feel better than the other person. And I'm not talking like, oh, I feel like crap. I'm gonna send somebody five dollars, they'll make me feel better. <laughs> With everything we talk about, it has to be an intentional, like genuine act of service or whatever it is, because um, that's the only way you're going to rewire your brain. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I used to actually do this. I didn't know that Jenna Kutcher talked about it. I used to do it. um, I try. I I would text people randomly. And then I used to um, write my contributors little notes like I'd send Mm -hmm. it in the mail. Uh, they would I'm have, the worst at that, but I love that. <laughs> but yeah, but I really think that it will help. It helps other people, but it actually will help you more um, when you give other people encouragement or you do something for somebody else. I mean, it's just true. It's scientifically proven that your brain will rewire itself. Such a good point. So a double whammy, not only are you increasing their confidence, but you are pouring into your cup as well. Love that one. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. So, yeah. I mean, I guess getting back to your roots and remembering why you even, you know, that your stuff has value because it does. And then letting other people know. And in theory, if you're, if you are putting, I am a firm believer in like energy and somewhat Mm. of karma. Mm -hmm. And like, if you are putting that in, you're going to get it out. It's not going to be like, you're going to win the lottery tomorrow, but you are going to get that back. 
Yes. My sister always says, if you want something, give it away. Yeah. Yeah. So like she does this thing where she always gets gift cards. I don't know why, but my my mom is always so jealous because my mom loves gift cards, but Jamie hates gift cards and she thinks that they are impersonal, but she always gets gift cards. Like she gets them all the time as gifts and she's not a big gift person. I'm like a very sentimental gift person. She's not, but um, she stacks up her gift cards and she gives them away. And what she sees is that sees it as is her getting gifts back in other ways. So maybe it's the gift of, you know, someone coming and saying, Hey, I'll take your kids for the, for an hour or, you know, some, some other intangible gift that she ends up getting back. And it's, yeah, it's kind of like the law of reciprocity, karma, those kind of things. Um, But yeah, if you want something, give it away is what she always says. And also too, I think um, we see it more. So like um, I listened to armchair expert with Dak Shepard a lot. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about how he used to get all of his like self-worth knowing that he could break up any fight if he needed to, like he could throw down at any point he could like take someone on. And his wife was like, that actually doesn't make me feel safe. It makes me feel scared because (laughs) that at any moment you really will throw down and you'll like go full throttle. And he was like, once I like detached my self-worth from that, I started, he's like, I used to see fights all the time. He'd like, I'd be driving down the street and I'd see somebody yelling at someone and be like, oh my gosh, a fight. And he's like, now I don't see anybody fighting. Like, not that I'm ignoring, you know, things happening in my life, but you know, when you are focused on looking for the good and what other people are doing, you're looking. you know, your focus is off of the things that are going to make you feel less than or not confident. I think it's like that thing, like you buy a car and then now all of a sudden you see everyone has that car. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) 100%. 100%. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we have a lot of other really great tangible tips in our training that we did inside of the membership. And it is not too late to go back and watch that. Um, Maria did an awesome job. I don't want to give any of the details away, but it was really good. So, um, that'll stick around for about three months. And, um, if you are not yet a member, we'd love to invite you into that. And that can be the first training on your list that you, that you go and watch. Um, but Maria gave some really awesome, tangible tips, physical things you can actually do to improve your confidence. Um, especially before you like go on stage or show up to a meeting or, um, you know, hop onto a zoom call, anything like that. But do you have anything else to add Maria before oh, we, I mean, I could just talk for hours about confidence, but I'm sure we'll be coming back to this topic on another podcast, but I would definitely say that, um, like just remembering, go get your human design ASAP, find out what it is. Um, and you know, just remember your worth, like, cause you're, the thing is, everybody is worthy, like mm-hmm. all of us are. And I always remember that even flipping Tom Brady, <laughs> like he will talk about his lack of confidence, like he wasn't mm-hmm. sure. So everybody deals with it, yeah. you know, and 
And I think the more you can just remember your, your worth, the, the better you're going to be. Yep. And like you were born worthy. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to earn that. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you need to get to in your life. It's not something that you can achieve. You were born worthy. So go get it, my friend. Do it. Let's do this. Let's do it. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.